0: hello and welcome to helios blog my name is helios here for another reaction video today the cardinal sins of michaela peterson let's get into it the reason she's alone is because she's difficult women are not accepting the bare minimum women
1: fuck men they respect
2: all the women who say things like i'm strong independent i don't need no man like y'all impress me
0: women just gaslight each other and say what they want to hear
3: it was where i was talking about what what our society does to 19 year old women or 18 year old women 19 year old women we just lie to them all the time yep you know the first lie is there's nothing more important than your career
0: false obviously what is more important to women than their career well what's more important to women than their career is family and marriage children that is women's biological imperative Do you know why in 2023 we have the greatest misery of the modern era? We have the greatest misery because women are now acting like men and they wonder why they're miserable. Well, it's not easy to be a man. First of all, you have to compete, you have to fight, you have to struggle, you have to suffer. But not only this, men actually enjoy the struggle. I mean, you know, more or less, there is a sense of there is a sense of having earned something, right? And we are found attractive by our ability to provide. But for women, that's not the case. Women are found attractive by their youth, fertility and beauty. These are not things that a career provides. Which is why women need to capitalize on that when they're young, right? So, Jordan is totally right about this,
3: more or less by definition. So, that's the first lie. The second lie is there will be nothing more important to you in your life than your career.
0: Yeah, obviously, that's that's BS, right? When we know this to women, women are relationship focused, family focused, so there will always be something more important than a woman's career. The second she has a child or a husband. Those things are more important to her than her career, if she respects her husband anyway. And that's, that's without a doubt. So to say that to women is very destructive.
3: So that's the second lie. And then the third lie is there should be nothing more important in your life than your career.
0: Right, exactly. There should be nothing more important. So the idea is there's something wrong with you if you think that you should be a stay-at-home wife or you know, if if you think you should be a stay-at-home mother, there's something wrong with you, right? If you think your children are more important than your job, there's something wrong with you. Well, obviously that's also BS because women are not, career oriented or producing resources oriented like men are by biology. And there's nothing wrong with that because we need the resource generation of men and the caregiving of women combined to produce a stable, good family. So it's ridiculous, utterly ridiculous To teach women to be just like men. And the reason why it's done is obvious. Because you can tax more people so you can get more money, right? Uh, Corporations make more money because women consume more, right? But that doesn't mean it's a good thing. And especially for relationships, it's a terrible thing. And for society, okay. Effectively, we've sacrificed happiness for money, and when I say happiness, well, happiness and children for money, effectively, in the West. All right, shitting time. Hit the like, hit the sub, hit all the notifications. Drop me a donation like Hunter M., Adrian o., and Tom M. Uh, by the way, I recently added a supporter feature on Buzzsprout. So if you're listening on the podcast, uh, just just go to the description link in the in the podcast episode. And you can click on the f- the the supporter icon there. So if, if you'd like to support me there, you can. Okay. Buy my books at bit.ly slash Helios Books. Shout-outs to CurryKid, the most recent person, to buy my book. He bought The Strategist's Guide to Seduction. I really do appreciate it. And, of course, go to my Patreon and subscribe, patreon.com slash the Helios Blog. Shilling is done. Let's continue. So that's
3: the third lie. And then... Implicit in that is the idea that children are a burden and that the idea that women should have children is part of the oppressive patriarchy and should be resisted and who are men to tell me what I can do with my body and hey, fair enough.
0: Right, but the problem is this. It's true. A man can't force you to make certain decisions with your body. True. But actions have consequences. You're an adult with agency. And so certain decisions have bad results. For example, if you chose to jump out of a plane without a parachute, that would have a consequence. If you choose to sleep around before you, you, you get with the guy that you're going to marry, you're going to have a bad time. If you decide to get married after 18 to 23, you're going to have a bad time. If you decide at 35 years old, that's when you think you should start having children, you're going to have a bad time. All of these things are extremely important. And these are things that we're forgetting. By the way, why am I talking about all this? Well, Michaela Peterson, Jordan Peterson's daughter yeah she does all of these things. She's a strong, independent career woman, ironically working on promoting Jordan Peterson's own brand. but she's not a wife and mother. I mean, at least not in the traditional sense, like Jordan taught her to be.
1: and etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Listen to what he was just saying, okay? Those are like the three lies. Every one of those three lies is exactly what, what Michaela is embodying. And also those three lies, and I'll come back to that here in just a second, but that's exactly the conversation she's having with Jen Weiler here. And it's not that they, because I, I think on some level of consciousness, she understands what her father has been talking about really since 2017, because that, that first one I showed you a little while ago, the uh, think good thoughts or think good or whatever it was, that was from 2018. That wasn't like 2022. That wasn't recent. That was before he went to, you know, to go do his detox. And he's got quite a few more of those going on, uh, such as the one that I led off with here,
0: uh, this one.
3: All of the demographic evidence suggests that women have become increasingly unhappy since the early 1960s.
0: Yes. And the reason is because we have gone to birth control, Right. So women's traditional role, which was to be a wife and mother, is gone, replaced with strong independent career woman, and women are selecting who's born, and I don't know if there's good evidence to suggest that they're making good choices about who's born. But anyway, okay, let's, let's see what Michaela has to say here.
1: So when I'm seeing this, like when, when I look at this stuff, because the work of survival was very, very time consuming for our female ancestors. And that's the principle that I've always used in my home. Uh, of course, your kids need to be your priority and they, they need your attention and they need focused attention. But this is not all day, every day. It, it couldn't.
0: Right. Don't focus on your children. What a terrible message. Right. What? How horrible! Imagine teaching women to focus on their children. Bad, bad messaging. Horrible. M word.
1: B. Because that's what I said in that in that sketch that you saw. Tradition. Okay. Well, if that's the case, if that's if you want to say that your responsibility level as a mom is this, then at what at what point is career above that level or or below for that matter? What comes first, your career or your
0: kids? Well, for modern women in 2023, it's career.
1: When you go and you look at Tinder right now and you see a woman who's got like three kids or maybe just not even three, she's got one kid. What's the first thing on her profile? I have a kid, I'm a single mom, I'm 29 single mom. My kid comes first. If that's a problem, swipe left. She's already, t- she's preempting it. I only want guys who are cool with single mommies. That's essentially what, what's, what that.
0: Yeah, and it's a huge problem. Okay, so now we're just going to put an actual conversation with Michaela and Jordan, and let's see if we can spot some of these.
3: Well, everyone who isn't one of those two things is a predator. That's a just blood. That's just a bloody disaster. How do and so, we,
2: how do we know that this isn't okay? So, this is my experience being being female, and I think we've had discussions about this before because I've got. Um, I've got a lot of masculine personality traits.
0: Right. You've got a lot of masculine personality traits. And I wonder, I wonder, like, so Jordan has taught you to be like a traditional girl, right? Traditional, religious, Christian girl. And so where did it all go wrong? Because, Michaela, you had a kid at 19 years old out of wedlock then you got married then you divorced the guy now you're with a 23 year old at 31 years old like explain this to us great right. they just mm-hmm.
2: skew towards and, and there are other women like me right yeah what lots. You, but we're talking about the average female here so i've had a hard time understanding some. we're words. actually
3: talking about the feminine temperament you the know? Fe-
2: okay feminine yeah. temperament yeah. that makes sense
3: yeah. um even more than the average female it's more like it's like the, the, feminine. the typical feminine temperament
2: okay 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 i can cuz men can have this men can have, this, men can have yeah.
3: this 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 tilt to their thinking as well it's less common because the combination of personality traits that would produce that ethos which is likely High neuroticism and high agreeableness is less common in men, okay. so do you but think it's not
2: absent. Do you think it's just those, really? High agreeableness and high neuroticism?
0: Well, notice how she's constantly interrupting it and so on. So, these masculine traits, and her saying she's high in masculine traits, and she's not ashamed of it, right? She actually seems a little bit proud of it. What is the implication? The implication is that Michaela puts her career above her children. And we already know that. That's that's obvious in her actions. Because if she didn't put a career above her children, she wouldn't have a YouTube channel with a million followers or with a million subscribers. And the problem is that in doing so, you're basically neglecting what you were supposed to have been doing, right? And I mean, your choice is your own. Nobody can force you to, to make other choices. But choices have consequences, right? And so the consequence of these actions is that her daughter, I mean, yes, she'll have money. But stable family? She won't have that. And I mean, let's get back to the point. What was it? There will never be anything more important than your career. There shouldn't be anything more important than your career. And so on. Your career is the most important. These are the lies. So, I mean, let's think about it. Is that true for Michaela? Does she believe that? Has she internalized that belief? Is she acting upon that internalized belief? And I believe that the answer to that question is a resounding yes. To the detriment of her own daughter. Now, here's the problem. The problem is, Michaela has a wide audience. And presumably a conservative audience, right? So what she's signaling, what she's teaching her conservative audience, especially the women watching, is that they can be strong, independent women like her and still be like attractive, successful women. And the truth is that that is actually a fallacy. Most women attempting to be strong, independent career women, what they end up doing is hurting their own children. Because either they become single mothers and single mothers have poor outcomes, or they become divorcees and divorced children have poor outcomes or they're harpies to their husbands, and families with weak father figures also have poor outcomes. All of these. All right, let's continue. Um,
3: I think low intelligence helps. When, and yeah. and I, I think this for a reason. As well, no, or no, no, just... no, specifically, my graduate student, Christine Brophy, and I studied... Political correctness and political correctness, I think, is an outgrowth in part of this hyper um, feminine ethos. And I think that, well, we first of all we tried to. F-
0: so what that means is that wokeism it comes straight out of wokeism comes straight out of the the matriarchy, right? Women become in control, and when they become in control, these are the social rules that they impart upon people, which, you know, remove free speech and so on, right, for the purpose of being, you know, making everyone feel good. But ultimately, it's the detriment of the group.
3: Find out if there was a set of beliefs that cohered as... Politically correct or woke. Yeah. Because that's the first question. Is this just something that, you know, right-wing conservatives are hypothesizing? It's like, well, you can test that. Statistically, you can see if you have one belief, if you're more likely to have another. And then you can see which sets of beliefs are likely to associate with one another. We found clear evidence for the existence of what was obviously identifiable as a politically correct set of beliefs. And what we did was take a very broad set of beliefs and ask people about that, and then use statistics to group those beliefs. We found a group that I believe anyone in our current culture would regard as politically correct. Then we looked at what predicted it. Well, being female predicted it over and above agreeableness and neuroticism, which was very interesting because we found very few phenomena in our studies that where you couldn't eradicate the sex difference by controlling for personality. That's weird. Yeah, so agreeableness, being female, but the biggest predictor was low verbal IQ. And so you imagine that... So you're saying
2: woke people are stupid.
3: No, I'm saying that people who are less verbally sophisticated are more likely to gravitate towards all-encompassing simple theories, because of course they are. So like, kind of like woke people, maybe, are is well, bright. Well, I think you might be able to say the same thing about people who hold a very low-resolution, schematically conservative viewpoint.
0: So the point is what? The point is, people who are unsophisticated in their thinking gravitate towards beliefs that are unsophisticated in black and white. That's the principle, which makes sense. Effectively, what this what this sounds like to me, and I've already made this point, is it's like a religion. It's not based on reality, which is black, uh, which, which is um, you know shades of gray. It's it's like a religious belief. There is good and there is evil, and evil is what's against us, right? Effectively, and then you use that to manipulate the masses.
3: You know, where they don't deviate from tradition at all. Yeah. And where they're they're not particularly sophisticated in defending their beliefs. That's not associated with openness? That's mostly um, low. We didn't we that's a complicated question because openness is associated with verbal IQ. Yeah. So if you have a low verbal IQ, you're likely to be lower in openness. But it's it was complicated because generally speaking, openness predicts liberal viewpoint. But yeah. political correctness is is not exactly it's not exactly merely an extension of liberal belief but the correlation between politically correct belief and verbal iq was negative 0.45 which is a walloping correlation it's it was one of the biggest correlations we ever saw in any study it's it's higher than the correlation between iq and grades which is really something because those measures are kind of the same thing yeah it was yeah so wow so and, you know, there is evidence in the university setting, too, that the most politically correct disciplines are those who are simultaneously most dominated by females and that have the least bright students.
0: Ah, indeed. So you mean like the social sciences, for example, as opposed to the hard sciences? That makes total sense. So it, that's, that's actually pretty hilarious.
2: Are those also the ones that don't actually lead to jobs? They just well, lead to, they lead to, to jobs debt. now. Oh yeah, they've created this entire ecosystem yes. so that your humanities degree matters.
3: Yeah, well, your 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 women's studies degree, let's say, or
2: yeah, sorry, yeah, well, lumping C'est all the humanities together. Yeah, there. no,
3: you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. But um, and so you know, this is part of a broader discussion that we can't have in our culture, which is indeed. What's the evidence that the feminine ethos scales to
0: exactly
3: right regulate families or broader communities?
0: Yep, precisely. And we've discussed this in the RP community. And here is the irony, okay? Now it all comes full circle. Are you ready? Michaela follows the feminine ethos which leads to woke beliefs which leads to believing things like I'm a strong independent woman uh, sorry woman which leads to believing that it's okay to break up a family to become a single mother and it also leads to prioritizing that career over your own daughter which is what Michaela is doing. Do you see how it all came full circle? The irony is that they're Jordan is actually talking about the very thing that his daughter has ascribed to, even though she herself doesn't believe that she ascribes to it. But she does. Because you listen to the actions and not the words. The words say one thing, but what do the actions show?
3: We've introduced women into the broad political discussion. And we've introduced women to every level of social organization. But we have no evidence that women can produce those sorts of organizations. Right. Now, maybe they can. And maybe it's also a great positive that they are. And I think there's lots of evidence for that. I mean, so, for example, it's clearly the case that countries where women are more educated and when, where women are granted more rights seem to do far better economically. Now, whether that's because the women are free which might be the reason, or because the cultures that tend to be more open to female participation are also more open to innovative ideas of all sorts.
0: Yeah. That's the point, right?
3: Right, because it's very difficult to distinguish between those two. We don't know. But we also know that if you educate women, their children are more motivated to pursue higher levels of education which isn't doesn't seem to be the case so if you try to predict how far a child will go in terms of their education you can use mother iq father iq child iq and then you can use mother education and father education and the iq measures are relevant and mother's education is relevant but father's education isn't so and it isn't obvious why that is
2: maybe women are pushier on behalf of their children Right? So we don't. Like, oh well, know. I got an education. You need an education yeah, more well, than a dad. Yeah. It, it
3: may be that the women who are educated are better at acting out the implicit valuation of education in a, like at very early ages. Maybe they read more to their children. We don't know. Hmm. But but so but what I'm saying is that I'm not making a blanket case that the introduction of women into more sophisticated forms of social, no, larger scale forms of social organization was like a Mm non-starter, and hopefully it isn't, because half the brain power in the world is in the hands of women. We don't want to just leave that lying on the table. That would be a mistake for everyone. But we also don't, we have no evidence whatsoever that the maternal ethos scales.
0: Right, so the point being, in a matriarchal society, which we're now living in because of the birth control pill, does that scale to a stable society? Does this woke belief set, right, this faux religion, as it were, does it allow for stable societies? And uh, I mean, based on what we're seeing, what it does, it maximizes women's hypergamous choice, but actually to the detriment of every other member of society. It doesn't seem to be it doesn't seem to be like trickle down, right? Like like patriarchy is. Like what, you know, where men are favored, but everyone else benefits as well. It's more like women benefit and no one else benefits and everyone else gets hurt. So, I mean, I guess time will tell, right?
3: And I think, I don't think it does. I think that large scale organizations has yeah. to run on co- on conscientiousness yeah, yeah. not on agreeableness like and there's evidence for that too so if it might actually
2: at, be negatively correlated with
3: agreeableness well right? we've looked at what predicts success in complex functional organizations and the two biggest predictors are IQ because IQ is general cognitive ability and that's just how fast and well you can solve any problem that requires abstraction and solving it faster is obviously better if it's an important problem because it's more efficient. The other predictor is conscientiousness, not agreeableness. In -hmm. fact, in the managerial domain, there's some evidence that agreeableness is negatively correlated with success. Uh, And I think that's because…
0: What a surprise. If you're a leader, you need to be disagreeable. Agreeable
3: managers get taken advantage of, they can't discipline their employees mm-hmm. properly, and they get resentful. They but, feel
2: bad, right? Like, what happens yeah, if they you feel, have to fire somebody who is having a really hard time, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, I'll let them stay in the company. Yeah, and then well, let your worse company than fail. that, and
3: I think they're prone. And I think this is the fundamental problem with agreeableness, in 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 some regard, as an ethos, is you're completely susceptible to manipulation by narcissists and psychopaths. And- Indeed.
0: And. Uh, Again, I'm going to use the popular phrase, religion to the average person is true, to the atheist is false, and to the ruler is useful. So people will use the woke ideology for manipulative purposes to get what they want, right? And not actually believe it, just use it, right? To their own selfish ends and ruin lives of people like Michaela Peterson. Okay. Anyway, let's end the video there. Hit the like, hit the sub, hit all for notifications. Drop me a donation, like Hunter M., Adrian R., and Tom M. Buy my books at Uh Thank you, Curry Kid, for buying the Strategist Guide to Seduction. I do appreciate it. By the way, I've added a new Buzzsprout supporter link. You can find that in the link in the description. So if you're listening on the podcast, just click more, and you can scroll down, and it's there. It's in the, it's in the description of the podcast. All right. Thank you so much for listening, especially if you listen to the end. I really do appreciate it. Take care of yourselves, and I'll see you next time.